0: Let's get, get your mind, mind on Jesus. Let's, church. let's church. Get your, your mind, mind on Jesus. Let's, let's I Put your hands together. Put let both feet, feet, on feet on the floor. Let, let that Holy Ghost move from the, the pumping floor. Somebody help me sing. Somebody, somebody, somebody help me shout. Somebody help, help me pray. Do we wake up? There, let's Oh, get your mind on Jesus. Get your mind on Jesus. let Get your mind on Jesus. That's have Get your mind on Jesus. That's that church. I said, put your hands together. Put both feet on, feet on the floor. Let that the holy to sing. Somebody, somebody help, sing. help me see. Somebody, somebody help, help. Sing. Somebody help me see. Somebody help me Somebody help me sing. Somebody help me shout. Somebody help me pray till we oh, work let that day. Oh, get, get, your mind mind get your mind on Jesus. Let's have church. Get your mind on Jesus. Let's have church. Get your mind on Jesus. Let's have church. Get your mind on
1: Wonderful, wonderful, holy King! You are the God of gods. You are the holy and the mighty one.
0: And I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, dear God.
1: I praise you, dear Lord. And I bless your holy name. Well, I have a couple things on my mind, but uh, I'll let you be seated. The Lord bless you. I uh, very thankful thinking today. <clears throat> I think uh, Brother Donnie told me that, and I'm going to get it wrong because it's been a couple of days, but I think he's been here with us in the church here for right at 40 years, and uh, maybe 39, 38, something like that. And i um, very thankful for that, his faithfulness different ones that are very faithful unto the Lord and been a great blessing. I uh, thank God for Brother Tom. I think he's been here since he was about six years old, maybe maybe a little less, maybe a little younger. And uh, and then Brother Thomas, he was a young man. I remember discovering him uh, in winn And his dad, and his two brothers, and how the Lord just impressed me and led me to them, and I invited them to church, and and that's how that began. And now he's still a young man, but he's you know. I don't want to say he's getting slow of step, but you know, the odometer has a way of going around, you know, and it's they say it's not the years, it's the miles. And uh, very thankful for different ones uh, that have been with us and been faithful and loyal and true to the great work of God. Uh, Brother Milas was just a young man. He also down there in the six, seven, eight year old time when he came and uh, been here all these years. Very thankful, very thankful for faithful ones and I don't I'm not doing this to leave anybody out I don't mean that I'm just kind of going off the cuff here but very thankful for different ones that are faithful and loyal and uh, love the Lord and they are about God's business every day a part of what's going on here every day we kind of laugh about it about the only day that you get a break is Thursdays and I try not to call them on Thursdays, but sometimes I have to. And uh, But they're always ready to go. And we carry on with what needs to be carried on with. I think we're going to get ready to have a pretty good yard sale. We seem to have our, our cup is full and running over. We're going to have to get some of this stuff out and get it set up. And we're not going to worry about what time of the year it is or anything like that. We're just going to do it. and. Uh, See what the Lord will bless us with. Sometimes people ask us, you know, they'll see us and they'll say, "When are you having another yard sale?" So I guess we're going to go ahead and try and do that. And uh, it's good to have your participation with everything that we're doing. and We appreciate it very much. I won't tell how many yard sales Sister Ann's been a part of, <laughs> but uh, she's quite a pro and. We've, we've pretty much worked the socks off of her, and uh, we've had them here, we've had them at the South Bay, and we've had them back here, and, and uh, this one, I believe, will be here, and uh, we hope, hopefully, that you will, you know, be a part. Lots of good things in store, lots of good things that are, uh, God has planned, and I'd like for you to believe that with me. I like uh, very much what Brother Mila said, uh, made it clear when the people, as he said, were kind of stage struck and concerned about the obstacle before and the obstacle behind. You know what? Instead of seeing the obstacle, better to see the God of the obstacle. Uh, our God can take care of anything. Nothing is a challenge to him. And um, as I tried to state this morning that what can look like a problem to us Joseph in jail and a, a faulty memoried butler but God worked everything out didn't he worked everything out and um, God's on the job church family he's taking care of his business and as it is written in Luke 249 wished ye not that I must be about my father's business And so keep that strong in your heart. We have a commission. We have a commandment. We have an ordaining or an order to do things, and we want to be doing it. We want to be about doing it. We don't want to let anything hinder or anything slow us down. Uh, Just keep moving. I like the example he also gave of uh, those two. That stood by in white apparel, and they said, Why stand ye here, (laughs) gazing up into the heavens? The same one's going, it's coming back. And you know, then there was the question about, uh, you know, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? And the answer came back basically and said, They ain't none of your business. Just get about what needs to be done. You get to that upper room and get the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, friend, that's what's needed, church family. That's what's needed. A good, fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. And that's why Joseph made it through, because the Lord was with him. And that's why things worked out, because they did go to the upper room. And they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they did get about the business of the Spirit, and that's why we're here right now, and that's why it's come generation after generation, and that men and women, just like yourselves, have gone through many different kinds of trials and tests, just like Joseph and others, and you know what, I'm going to tell you what, you don't read in the Bible about, very much about Judas, especially after he did his thing. Read a whole lot about him. Satan always turns on those that yield to him. And uh, when he gets done with them, that's just the end of them. And those that rose up against Moses, Dathan and Abiram and Corey, don't read very much about them. You certainly don't read anything positive about them. We don't read about Abiram and Dathan anymore you know we got one little reference to Cory in the book of jude and it talked about how that people went in the wrong way they perished in the gain of corey him in his mouth and they listened to him and they all perished boy that was a bad thing that wasn't it and moses telling them you better get away you better get away from him and they didn't even have social media in those days, church family. But they, they got too close. And the next thing you know, God did something they'd never seen before. Well, you know God can do things, church family. I'm telling you. And when he did, it swallowed them up. They got caught right up in it. And what all they lost, right down to the children. So, far better You don't read about them, though. You know what? When I read the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, I don't read about the losers. I don't read about the quitters. I read about them that got up and got with it, as was said. Them that went forward with God. They're the faith hall of fame. That's where you want your name. You want to be a part of the great cloud of witnesses. And everybody said amen. Give God a big hand. Come on now. Amen. Oh, friend, losers and quitters? Uh Uh-uh. Wicked, slothful, excuse-making people? Don't read about them. Not at all. But you read. You read about people like Enoch. You read about Noah. You read about Abel. You read about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Sarah, who received strength from God you read about people that even the writer said I'm out of time I'm out of space he said but let me just hit their names real quick and he hit a few and he said time would just fail me to tell you about all these winners all of these that were champions and stood up for God people that you you look up to people that inspire you and motivate you go forward everybody said amen Everybody said, praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. I want to tell you something about who you are tonight. Everybody said, amen. amen. Everybody said, praise the, praise the Lord. I'm going to read to you from the book of Psalms real quick. This was a prayer that David prayed. He said, in verse 5, hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. This is 17 and 5. Verse 6, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God, incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Verse 7, talking to you about who you are. Show Thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. People that put their trust in God, you can pretty much figure it's kind of built in like gravity. I've never seen gravity. But I've seen the effects of it. What goes up must come down. Gravity does that. I never read in the Bible where it said God created gravity. But he did. He did. And uh, I'm trying to tell you just like the, the sun coming up and the sun going down and the moon, the stars coming out. Listen to what the psalmist said again, please. In verse 6, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me. Hear my speech, verse 7. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that servest, or savest, I'm sorry, savest by thy right hand. Them, that be us, which put their trust, put my trust in thee. It's A little bit overdue, but I put my trust in thee. that put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. There's going to be that gravity. There's going to be that opposing force. There's going to be those that rise up against us. You have to expect it. Verse 8, though, notice what his prayer is. Keep me, guard me, protect me. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Zechariah 2 and 8 reads like this, talking to you about who you are. Verse 6, ho, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord. For I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heavens, saith the Lord. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that's the church, that be us, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. That means we've got some stuff around us that we can't do anything about. It's going to be there. There is, he is, the Bible said, called the enemy, the prince, and the power of the air. Everybody said amen? Deliver thyself, it said, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that touches you touches the apple of his eye. You better know who you are. You need to know what you're a part of. You're part of the church, the body of Christ. You're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Oh, there'll be some antipasses my faithful martyr. There'll be, there'll be some that are suffer like Joseph and others. Abel, whose blood crieth up to God even now. There's going to be some of them. God appoints it. God allows it. But God sees it. God said, you're touching the apple of my eye. Now that that phrase is pretty much a coined phrase. And that's saying, you're touching the most precious thing to me. God's church is precious to him. Amen. Hide me, Lord. Incline your ear to me, Lord. Protect me, Lord. God is very much aware of each and every situation. He has his own way of dealing with it. And again, I put my trust in thee. We trust the Lord. We trust him. We're not going to look at the winds or didn't the Lord come walking upon the seas, the tumultuous Sees the waves, and they're in rocked in the boat, everything, and and they were seasoned seamen, and this was bad. They were scared, and the Lord came up. He said, "Wherefore didst thou doubt? (laughs) Why are you doubting?" Well, the reason that we doubt is because we look at the storm, when we ought to be looking for the God of the storm. But all of these are good lessons for us. These are things that teach us. They teach us. Is it not written, teach us, O Lord? Didn't Nicodemus say, we know that thou art a teacher? Oh, yeah. We know that. Oh, let's be sure we're learning our lessons, all of us. Let's be sure that we believe him, that we trust him. If we're a little slow, we're a little behind the curve, go ahead and put your trust in him. Just go ahead and do it. Get it done. Blessed is that man or woman that puts their trust in God. He is not going to let you down. You hear me? He's given his angels charge concerning thee, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. He gives those angels orders. The Bible teaches that we're encamped, encompassed, surrounded with the angel of the Lord, protecting us, keeping us, patrolling the grounds, one version said. God knows right where you're at. He knows right where everything's. It coming out of Egypt is for the mere mention, and God opens the Red Sea. Who was expecting that? (laughs) Who was expecting that? But they had to get placed in that position for that to take place. Boy, what a display of God's glory. The whole earth, the Bible said. Isaiah, chapter 6. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Oh, yeah. God opened the Red Sea. Some poor little idiot decided that the Red Sea was only six inches deep. I, I told two lawyers. I said, yeah. I said, well, then it was a greater miracle than I thought, that you could drown a whole army in six inches of water. (laughs) Oh, what a silly world. Anything to get away, right? Anything to get away from the reality of God and his power and his glory. Satan just wants to, you know, get us to... Cast away our confidence. The Bible said, which hath great recompense or payment of reward. And that woman that made her way through the crowd, the press, the multitude, and got a hold of the hem of his garment. I don't believe she let go of that easily. I know she didn't let go of the virtue that flowed and the healing that took place after she'd suffered 12 long years hemorrhaging. I don't know how many pints of blood lost that was. Man, but God healed her. How many other marvelous things that the Bible said that if the books were written that he said, I suppose, should be written. He said the world couldn't contain him. Our God has done marvelously, and we are—we are the apple of His eye. Know who you are tonight. Sometimes I, I get a prayer with God, and I'll tell Him, "I need you to come see about your darling. Need <laughs> you come see about me, Lord?" He does. He does. With the apple of his eye. Where's turtle doves? Where's children? Don't ever forget that. You stay in the church, you stay right with God, maintain a Holy Ghost status. When he referred to a certain location, he said, Where in? my faithful martyr antipas god called him my faithful martyr god knows he's counting and he knows them that are his i'm glad he does i'm glad he does he can look over the whole population of the whole world and he knows them that are his he knows who's baptized in Jesus' name. He knows who is filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He knows who has the righteousness of the righteous. Did you ever read that in the Bible? It's in there. The righteousness of the righteous. He knows them. Knows them by name. Yes, he does. We're in Antipas, he said, My, God said, my, that's my son. That's my daughter. Yes, sir. So God can do whatever he wants to do and when he wants to do it. And I have no argument with him about how he does it. Because I put my trust in him. And I'm trying not to be late. I'm trying not to be overdue. I want to get right in there. And I want to, when he comes up in the middle of the storm, Kind of like Mary when Jesus came to town and it seemed like he was two days late, but he wasn't. He said, What's about to happen is for the glory of God, for the glory of the Spirit, for the overall work of God. It's going to benefit, it's going to be beneficial. He comes strolling into town. Martha cumbered about with so many things, weighted down with so many worries. But Mary, she sat still. She sat still. Her confidence was in him. She knew Jesus was coming. What's always funny to me is that Martha said, if you'd been here, my brother had not died. Mary said the same very words, and Martha pretty much got rebuked for it, and Mary didn't. I have a feeling that the Lord discerned the difference in their spirits. And, uh, and I feel like on Mary's part, it was an expression of faith. I know if you'd been here, he'd still be alive. And Jesus said, show me the grave. Show me the grave. They took him to the gravesite. Ask you read your shortest verse in the Bible, that'd be John eleven thirty five. 35. Jesus wept. You know, there are things that makes God cry. But we have to go on. The program has to go on. The church has to go on. There's souls at stake. There's lives at stake. There is a real hell, church family. And it's boiling, frying, baking, and stewing. Casting up its dead. If you heard the cries of hell, you'd go insane. I'm telling you. Jesus called Lazarus forth. Don't you love it? Martha said, don't, don't. Martha almost told him not to roll away the stone. She practically countermanded Jesus' orders. Can you imagine that? Oh, what? He'd been dead four days. By now, he stinketh. Well, as far as her mortuary science, she was probably 100% correct. I don't know if she trained with a funeral director or not. But she was right. There was corruption. But I'm going to tell you what, church family, stink or no stink, there's going to be a revival. There's going to be Holy Ghost. There's going to be an outpouring of God's Spirit and a manifestation of His glory. Amen. And amen. Let's stand together, all of us. Because God's church is going to pray. And God hears. When we pray, incline your ear. This is the apple of your eye talking to you. Jesus just had to ignore what people, even Martha, what was being said. That stone was rolled away. Just lifted up his voice, his commanding voice. And Lazarus came forth. Bound hand and foot. And Jesus commanded as he does for us. Loosen. He looses us from a whole lot of things. What a great God we serve. And we're no longer bound. I'm not bound by Hollywood anymore. I was when I was younger. Sure I was. I was in tune with all that. I was in tune with, with sports. I was in tune with all kinds of things in the world, but I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. And I'm fighting every day to stay out of tune and out of step with this world. I definitely want to march to the beat of a different drummer. I want it to be that heavenly drummer. I want that heavenly sound. I want to hear that voice that says, Come forth! As he pulls you out of the throes of death, that old enemy that just wants he comes but for to kill and destroy and to pluck up. Yes. Yes. And I wanna I want him to hear me when I cry. I want him to hear me when I call on him. I remember we had a situation. In closing, I remember we had a situation and, and uh, I want to find that oil for me. And uh, I, the Lord spoke. The Lord said, thank you. He said, you have prayed unto me and I've heard you. He said, you've wept. Senior tears. And God took care of the church family. God took care of it. Big time, He took care of it. There's not even a footprint left. There's not even a thumbprint. There's nothing. He just wiped out the enemy and those that the enemy was using. I prefer to leave things in God's hands myself. I'm not praying, "Oh God, give him a big beat down, give him a big spanking, put him in the hospital." I'm not. I don't ask God for that. You know what I tell God? I said, "You know what to do. You have the right answers. You have the best answer for the situation. So bring us your answer, please. We just want your answer." That's all we need is God's answer. Everybody said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God a big hand. (laughs) Amen. This is your chance to show God you're his servant, his faithful servant. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Joseph in jail, lied upon. He was lied upon thrown in jail. He didn't crawl up in the corner and suck his thumb, get a blanket, woe was me, poor little old me. That's not what he did. He got in there and he set about to stay busy, do what he could do, until he became the doer of whatever there was to do. He began to get promoted within the ranks. I don't have to do the Paul Harvey thing, the rest of the story. You know the rest of the story, the account, the biblical account. And the main thing is, is that that beautiful phrase, that the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. And I'm telling you, you're the apple of God's eye if you're a part of the church, if you stay a part of the church. You are the apple of God's eye. And he that touches you had better beware. You hear me? They'd better beware. Because God he does hear and he does see. And I want him to see us with our hearts, our hands lifted. I want him to see us going forward actively engaged in the work of God. Everybody said amen. Amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right. Suppose we come and gather around the front tonight. We've got some praying to do before we dismiss. That would be nice. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Lord. me